Being a Better Man, Episode 53, Confessions of a Bully. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Back on episode 38, I told a story about a fight I got in during 6th grade. I talked about how I instigated a fight, and then I got beat up, and the lessons I learned about that. Today's story is kind of a follow-up to that. Sometimes we have to repeat the lessons of life from different angles before we really learn them entirely. This story took place the following year. Now I'm in 7th grade, and I'm 12 years old. Being 12, my brain was starting to get washed with testosterone on a regular basis. I was becoming very interested in girls, but I didn't have the first clue about what to do about it. For some reason, I was completely uncomfortable with girls. I couldn't talk to them. I didn't understand them. And if they talked to me, I just became paralyzed. So part of what I did was study the other guys to see what they were doing about it. There was a guy in my school. For the purposes of this story, I'll say his name was Tom. Now, Tom was always surrounded by girls. He was with girls more than he was with guys. To my astonishment, he seemed comfortable with them, and they seemed to genuinely enjoy his company as well. This fascinated me and also made me quite jealous. I would watch them during lunch, Tom and his group of girls, They would laugh and talk together. They would even hug and show other signs of physical affection. I became quite perplexed by Tom and his natural prowess with females. The reason I was so perplexed is because I was operating almost entirely with my lizard brain. In my primitive, testosterone-washed, 12-year-old brain, none of it made sense to me. Tom was not a large boy. He wasn't strong or particularly athletic. In fact, he didn't display any of the masculine characteristics that I naturally assumed would make him a winner with the girls. On the contrary, he was slight of build with fine features. He played the flute in band. He never participated in the normal schoolyard one-upsmanship with the other boys. He was sensitive and kind and devoid of any trace of macho bravado. I just couldn't understand. It all seemed counterintuitive to me. In my young Neanderthal brain, it seemed like the girls should like boys who were the most masculine, the boys who were the strongest, the fastest, the bravest. After all, I was attracted to the girls who were the most feminine, the most unlike me. I natively thought, the same would be true in reverse. Nobody taught me this. It's just what I came to from my own prepubescent logic. Slowly, I began to form a plan. I had to do something to win the affections, or at least the attention, 
of the girls. I had to break through that barrier. I decided that the best way to do that was to flaunt my masculine supremacy, and the best way to illuminate that would be to contrast it against Tom. Now, before I go on, I have to say I'm not proud of the plan that ultimately emerged. In fact, it's something I still feel bad about every time I think of it. It's a moment in my life that I'm embarrassed of. The reason I'm sharing it, in spite of the embarrassment, is because what it taught me might be helpful to someone else. Now, I sat behind Tom in science class. My plan was simple. During class, I would sneak down under my desk where I would have access to the case that held Tom's flute. I would unbuckle the flute case, and when Tom stood up to leave, the flute case would open up, spilling the contents. Tom would naturally become enraged and want to beat up whoever did that. I would claim responsibility, and a battle would ensue, of which I would be victorious. All of the girls watching would naturally be impressed and swoon at my masculine display of dominance over Tom. From then on, they would naturally want to hang out with me, where their safety would be assured. In other words, I was thinking like a caveman. <laughs> Needless to say, this was the worst plan I ever came up with, and it did not yield the intended result. In fact, it backfired horribly. It all went wrong when Tom stood up and the components of his shiny flute that his parents probably paid good money for went cascading across the floor until they tinkled to a stop. Tom was not enraged, as I thought he should be. Rather, he was surprised and sad and worried about his instrument. I didn't let that stop me, though. I stood up and informed Tom that it was I who had unbuckled his flute, and then I braced myself for his attack, the attack that never came. Instead of being angry with me, Tom's eyes were full of hurt and confusion. His eyes filled with tears as he tried to process why I would do such a thing. It was at this point I realized I had made a huge mistake. Then I looked at the girls. There was a wall of them standing there, watching the ill-conceived drama that I had fabricated. They were all looking at me with such contempt as though I was a pile of the most disgusting thing they had ever seen. And in that moment, I probably was. The peculiar thing about this is that it was never my intention to be mean, believe it or not. I wasn't trying to hurt Tom's feelings. I really had nothing against him personally. I had only been considering this plan from my own twisted perspective and was focused on what I thought the result would be. I was so intent on the result that I failed to consider how it would be received in reality. As I stood there watching Tom shaking to hold back his tears, as I endured the scornful gaze of the girls, I suddenly realized exactly how wrong I had been. But it was too late. The damage had been done. Instead of the girls swooning over me, now they hated me. I had become their enemy. In a lame attempt to fix what I had done, I said I was sorry, and I knelt down to start picking up the pieces of the flute, when one of the girls pushed me back and told me not to touch anything. Then they all gathered around Tom, like a shield against something evil, a shield against me. 
They left me standing there, flustered and incapacitated, the final victim of my own bad behavior. The event was eventually forgotten by most, but not by Tom or myself. I tried to be friendly with Tom on several occasions, but he would never speak to me again after that. He later moved away, and I never saw him again. As an adult, I've tried to reach out to Tom on Facebook, but I've never gotten a response. So the lessons I learned from this, there are so many. In spite of how uncomfortable the memory is, I'm thankful for what it taught me. At an early age, it helped me make a distinction between my biology and my intellect. I was able to learn that just because my hormones are informing me of something does not make it right or good. My behavior must ultimately be governed by my intellect. What else did it teach me? It taught me that my vision of people up to that point was totally incorrect. No one responded as I predicted they would in this situation. Not Tom, not the girls, not even myself. It caused me to rethink the universe, to look beyond my own experience and understand that every other person has a unique perspective that should be acknowledged. In particular, it helped shape the way I related to females for the rest of my life. Up to this point, all women outside my immediate family were mysterious creatures that I was inexplicably attracted to, yet who I didn't really identify with. I began to realize that day that females have feelings and opinions and power all their own. They're not objects to be won, but rather humans with whom I can communicate. Tom probably still thinks I'm a monster, but I'm not. People learn and change and grow. I was bullied quite often by older kids, and this experience helps me as an adult to take a much softer view of my own childhood bullies. I won't hold them responsible for the bad choices they made when they were teenagers because now, hopefully, most of them are different people. Sadly, there are still grown men being informed by their hormones rather than their intellect. They didn't have the advantage of learning this lesson as a boy for some reason. There are guys trapped in the macho, arrogant, aggressive stereotype. They continue to treat women like objects, and they treat people who are physically weaker than them as inferior. I doubt if too many men like this are listening, because they aren't overly concerned with being better men. But if you are listening, and you think you might be one of these guys, I hope this helps you see the error of your ways. And for everyone else who may have been mistreated at one time or another, I hope it can help you see that people are capable of change and growth. That guy who stuck your head in the toilet in fifth grade might be a really decent guy now. It all comes back to the most valuable things we have in our lives, which are our relationships with other people. Our relationships with people really tell the story of the kind of man we are. The relationships we have are reflections of us. As a man, if you regard all of these relationships as something valuable, if you treat others who cross your path with kindness and respect and extend common courtesy and hospitality, then you will develop relationships that reflect the fact that you are a better man. It wasn't easy telling this story. It's no fun painting myself as an ignorant bully, but the importance of it isn't that part. 
but it's in the fact that I no longer am. Even at 12 years old, I was able to learn a lesson and make corrections in my behavior and become a better person for it. And what one man can do, another can do. Now go out there in the world and be an ambassador of manhood every day. And in the process, you will be a better man than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad, signing out.